Welcome back to the Key to the City podcast. I am your host, Yoni G, your country can folk. And uh, welcome back, man. We are on episode 30 of season two. Can you believe it? We're still rolling along, and I appreciate everybody that's been supporting, uh, commenting, liking, sharing, whatever you've been doing to spread the word, man. I sure appreciate it. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And uh, it doesn't go unnoticed here at Key to the City. Uh, I want to thank everybody that tuned in to our last episode and thank our last guest. We had Dr. Corey Wiggins. Uh, the Mississippi NAACP, he's executive director there. We were discussing some uh, some post-election happenings and uh, just seeing how we should move forward as a culture uh, after this election, most recent election, intense election, but we got through it nevertheless. And just like the interview with uh, Dr. Wiggins, uh, we're going to continue to give you quality content, quality guests, and this episode is no different. We're going to be talking about that moolah today, financial literacy, financial education, uh, and the gentleman that I have on the show with me, uh, I've never met him personally, but um, I just see how he moves on social media. He's a very positive brother. I like that about him. And uh, he's always trying to inform and educate, and uh, especially when it, in regards to our money, uh, one of the closest things next to breathing as far as needs are concerned. Uh, so we'll be speaking to him, find out a little more about his background, uh, what started him on the path of financial literacy and uh, any tips and resources he can give to us uh, to make our lives a little bit easier financially. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the city. Mr. Daryl Arnold, what's going on, boss? What's going on, baby? It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, man, we thank you for stopping through, man, and uh, sharing a little bit of time with us. Uh, how your day going so far? Man, it's a beautiful day, man. Uh, in California, just enjoying the sunshine. That's yeah, all. That's what I forgot to mention. I forgot to tell my audience. I made a whole post uh, last week about this week we'll be jumping off the Cali edition of Key to the City. I just want my audience to know I did not make it. I had to reschedule. Uh, they say it's kind of chilly out there, and I was going out there to live my best beach life. So uh, I'm going to have to reschedule and uh, catch my man Daryl and person next time but uh i'm glad he uh thought enough of me to stop through now uh give us a little bit about your background uh there where you from man how you end up in cali i want to know that <laughs> so uh, i was born out here in california uh when i was a young child uh, one young child but uh i came back to the city of jackson mississippi i was raised by my grandparents north uh north jackson and uh i, I was raised by them and uh, they just passed away not too long ago. My granddad, the last of the dying breed. But, but hey, um, I'm here to uh, keep, you know, keep those spirits alive because, you know, spirits don't die. They just multiply. So I'm a, a, I'm a beacon of his light. So I'm just bringing all that energy that they installed into me and all that, uh, that you know, the mentorship, of just being a man of your word and everything else. So definitely that's where I'm from and everything. So uh, I'm from Jackson. Um, I moved out here because my dad been out here ever since I was young. So uh, I decided to come back out to the uh, to the West Coast. I wanted something different. Wanted to see what the big city could give. And I came out here for, uh, perfectly just for basketball purposes for the most part. But um, I went overseas a couple of times. I was training, uh, coaching, and all that. But I decided to uh, put some of those things away because it wasn't fulfilling enough. 
So I decided to get into uh, something that can really give me fulfillment and keep that uh, and keep me intact to what I want to do and what's my core beliefs. My core beliefs are just to keep uh, uplifting the next person. So to keep giving whatever that I can give them any knowledge that I can give, any tips that I can give. So I decided to come and uh, understand what, uh, you know, financial education is all about. And I understand the uh, importance of it. But secondly, I understand the importance of how to give it the information without making it seem so uh, yeah. distrustworthy. Because I know in a lot of sectors in our community, a lot of times people give the information out, but they don't give it up. They just go right into it. You know, I always want to sell and this and the third. No, you got to really educate your client about what this is, what is that, what's the difference between this. You have options. You don't have to be in a box. And I think that's one thing that I've realized about my personality, the same thing when it comes to being a teacher. It's all about stop putting yourself in the box. God all created us in a different light, a different approach. So you got to understand how to really get out of sight of that so you can really get to that next level and whatever uh, aspect that you want to get into in your life. Thanks. Uh, did you attend college? Yes, I went to um, I went to Piney Woods, but when, after I graduated Piney Woods, I, uh, I went to three different schools. So I went to... Uh, <laughs> I like me, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I went to Southeastern Louisiana for, uh, for a short stitch, um, one year, freshman year, then I went to USM. Uh, to meet up with some of my other colleagues that I knew through the uh, through through the way, um, Maurice Bolden, um, Jeremy Wise, some of those cats. They was at uh, USM, and I wanted to go to Southern Miss to you know be be back with my family because uh, Omar Carter was the one that trained me uh, with basketball, and he was he was really one of my biggest mentors growing up and uh, teaching me about you know just being strong, strong heady actually getting uh, things done because he was very, he was a visionary, man. He uh, He's the one that trained a lot of people in the city of Jackson, especially when it came to the hoop scene from Monte Ellis to so many others, uh, <laughs> Malik Newman. So I had, you know, I, I've seen this up close and personal. So yeah, um, once I did that, once I graduated, I mean, once I went to USM, it didn't work out like I wanted to. So I finished up at Bell Haven and um, that's in Jackson. So I decided to come back home. My granddaddy sat down to me in the church. I mean, uh, he sat down with me. He was like, hey, promise me that you're going to come back home and uh, take care of me and your mom. And I said, yes, sir, I got you. What's <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, when you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, your personality, you were able to present information in a way that people can really grasp it and, and it really doesn't fly over their heads. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because I also like that you go deeper into detail in regards to finances and you talk about uh, the time value of money and rule of 72. Uh, tell my audience about the rule of 72. I'm familiar with it, but tell my audience how important the rule of 72 is right quick. So the, the basic concept is, is 72 divided by the interest rate number. So whatever your interest rate number is, that's how long it will take your money to double. So... Uh, for instance, we can talk about it can be negatively or positively. So if we're talking about if you have a credit card debt or something like that, you can see like, OK, this is how much interest they're going to put on to how long uh, if I haven't been paying the bill or whatnot, if it's a credit card. Or if you're looking at the other side of it, you're like, OK, how much money is I'm really grossing and how long is it going to take my money to grow if I have it in this product? If we look at our banks, most of the banks is only going to give you one 
even 2% at the most. Right. So we put 72 divided by one, that was 72 years. So you're looking at 72 years for your money to double. So why would you want to wait so long for your money to double when you have other things out there that you can actually get into as going at 8 to 10, maybe even 12, depending on what carrier, what product it is, it can go up to 20%. And that's just some um, that's just a variation of uh, what you can get. Yeah, man, y'all uh, do your research on the rule of 72. Um, become, more, become more educated in that uh, aspect. Um, I learned that five or ten, probably eight or ten years ago, and uh, it was definitely something I didn't know beforehand. So you don't know what you don't know. So uh, what was there any experience that put you on a path on this uh, financial literacy path, or is just something that's always been deep inside you? Well, it was definitely a path because uh, you know coming from a middle. Uh, middle class family, um, you know, coming from my grandparents, very humbling um, experience being in Jackson and, you know, just having the ability to use basketball to, you know, go across the world. But I never thought that I could be nothing, uh, nothing more. You know, I always thought that I could just be comfortable. But when I realized that, like, I don't have to be comfortable, I have to change that mindset. Because we look at every sector of business, if you look at any sector of business, they did not do it long. I think we have this conception that we think that, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, it has to be self-made or something like that. No, it's that you have a product or service that you can have other people uh, tie into that you have other people going into. You know, you don't invest your own money into that. It's just like if we're looking at some of the big play, uh, we can look at entertainment. I'm going to go to entertainment, then I'm going to go to uh, some other people. So let's look at somebody like Master P, for instance, or Jay-Z. Yeah. They was one, that's one person. But they realized they could not do it that long. So they had people that's on them that did certain things, other aspects, so they can have a grumbling of money coming in because they had other products and services getting out, regardless of whether it was a clothing line or do something else. So they realized that, okay, yeah, I need somebody. I need to have a distribution system. I need to have this and that and the third. So now they had the money coming in in different ways, just like Amazon. Now look at Amazon. What did Amazon first come out with? They just did books at first. Now, right, right, right. Now look at the sector of how big and how many uh, how the economy has shifted. Now just think about it for a second. If Amazon wasn't uh, wasn't good right now, we'd be like, man, we'll be still taking what two or three weeks to be shipping out stuff. You know, now we wait for the next two two or three days. So we got to get out of that mindset of like, okay, we even have another sector. So once I realized like, okay, I had to learn these basic concepts until I had to change in my mind of how I view money because how how you view money comes from your past, you know, it comes from your past experience. Yep. So, I mean, what I used to uh, get get out of it when I heard about money was it's something that's pretty much awful or something. I had this thing, I had this niche, it's like, ah, uh, you know, I want to get in something that just gives me just enough so I don't have to worry about the money issues, you know, because I, you know, coming up, um, my dad, he was always talking about you need to get some money, this and that and the third. I had so many opportunities I wanted to do other things, but he always deteriorated me to go in different paths because he's like, ain't no money in that. Ain't no money in this. So I looked at money a different way. So I didn't value it. I didn't understand it. So that's why I, once I got into this, I was like, okay, now it makes sense. I have a clearer vision. I understand that the views of money wasn't that, uh, wasn't exactly what money is. It's about the uh, what I had, what attachments that I had to it, what, what I went through as a kid that that's how I looked at money. So now I look at it totally different. I need it because it's a value. You know, regardless, 
regardless of how much money I make, now I have more tools. I have more resources to actually build more things. All right, I have more money. I can do more things. If I have little money, I can't do too much. I only can do a little bit. But if I have more money, I get more resources. I can do this. I can do that. So that's what I, that was the biggest thing for me is just changing my dynamic of understanding <laughs> what money is. Do you believe that people should have uh, even a basic level of financial literacy before attempting to make more money? Because sometimes it could be a misconception that uh, in order to solve my financial problem, I just need to make more money. But if you're making bad decisions uh, when you have little money to when you have a lot of money, Probably going to the same place, yeah. Problems just don't expound. Exactly. I mean, we see it all the time. We look at athletes. Look at all the athletes that we've seen through the years that had got so much money and then they blew it. You like how? Right. So right. right. It doesn't. It doesn't correlate. You got to understand. You know, regardless of what you were, wherever you are in your specific life, you need to know basic concepts so you can actually know how you can invest your money how you can protect your money and then protect your income. Because at the end of the day, whatever job that you work in, all right, if it's not, if you don't have the ownership of it, they can get rid of it. And if they can get rid of you, do you have money coming in? Do you have something coming in that you could be paying for those bills that you may uh, come come across? Can you still keep the lights on in your house? These are things that's very drastic. And a lot of people are losing a lot of people's jobs. I mean, a lot of people have been losing a lot of jobs through this crisis, all right? Uh, I mean, I, I look at it. I think it was about 58 million people have lost their jobs or most of the people are on EDD or whatever the case may be. They need this uh, un- unemployment and they, that's why they want the uh, want the next stimulus check. But right. what if you got the stimulus check but you're not budgeting right? You just say, oh yeah, I'm gonna go get me some, uh, you know, the, the, fl- the freshest shoes or the freshest this and that third. Is that really going to help you out in the long run? Right. So, you know, these are some things that we got to start thinking about. It's certain things that you do not need; you just want. But right. it's all about it's all about you know levels to it. Now you can splurge on yourself. I'm not saying that because I mean you know regardless of what culture you are in, you can splurge. But I'm saying understand your limit, understand where you can go, and what's your next goal, uh, especially when you're talking about financial. So I, I really believe that you need to understand the basic concepts of, you know, what what it is that you need, like having a basic budget. Like, all right, this is how much I gross. All right. This month. So this is how much my expenses are for this month. This is how I usually is on the basics. Now I may get a little bit more money. OK, I can put a little bit of this away. All right. I got this to save a little bit. I have emergency funds. I have this and that and thirst because now you become responsible and now you're responsible with your money. But now you're responsible with everything else, because with anything in life, you got to have this self-discipline is the biggest thing that you need. So yeah, I don't care if we talk about money. I don't care if we're talking about how you uh, how you drink, how you how you eat. It's all discipline. So that's basically all it is. It's just about self-discipline and being self-aware. of everything. Thanks. Key to the City podcast. We got my camp folk there, Honor, in the city with us. Um, what do you prioritize first? Uh, I battle with myself. Uh, I have years of experience in banking, but I have put myself in financial situations in the past. Uh, I just like to know everyone's opinion on it. What do you prioritize, saving or paying off debt first? Hmm. You always want to uh, pay yourself first. 
Always pay yourself first. Always pay yourself first because that debt is going to be there. But you can pay yourself off first. And secondly, you can have some debt protection or something like that or knowing how you can, you know, uh, it's, it's strategies that you can actually pay off that debt. You know, you can be paying like credit card bills. Say if your credit card is you got $3,000, you can be paying it, you know, twice a month. Or you can be, you know, just taking a little payments. All right, I'm put forty dollars here, then put another forty dollars at the end of the month. So you can you can kind of strategize how you want to get some of that uh, that debt done. But you definitely want to pay yourself first because at the end of the day, you are the one that made that money. <laughs> right, and especially during times of crisis right now when everything is so uncertain, we want to have some liquid cash we can put our hands on. Uh, so how can somebody that's been making terrible financial decisions their entire life they see this episode uh it sparks something in them what can they do today to start making a change uh things turn around for them slow process all right like i said i I will advise everybody to get a budget so understand what you are grossing. Understand that. Understand what you're grossing and what, what is your expenses. All right. When you look at your expenses, look at some things that you may need to cut out. Maybe if it's, uh, you know, it may be cable or something like that. I understand that all of us, you know, you want some entertainment, but it you know it's some certain channels that you may not even be watching or certain programs that you may not be watching. You may want to take some of that out. All right. When it comes to food and dining out and all that, okay, maybe I don't want to go out so much. You know, especially with this, you know, with this, you can't go, you can't travel too much. So, okay, let's, let's take a little bit of that out. All right, let's talk about, uh, you know, some of the other savings that we may be doing, some of the food that we may be eating. Okay, maybe I need to take a little bit of this out. All right, I'm always splurging on food. Let me take some of that away. Just little minor little stuff that you really already been doing, but you're just taking a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm taking thirty dollars here. I'm taking thirty dollars away from there. Maybe start using coupons that you may be uh, using. All right, uh, especially online, you got coupons and all this type of stuff now. That you can start getting uh, coupons, and then uh, you know some people that you maybe uh, are just trading off, as well as understanding that hey, you can get you a home based business. There's certain types of businesses now that's on YouTube and all this type of stuff that you can actually build your own business. You know, just being at the house researching uh, different things. Or you can talk to me, and I can teach you about some other avenues that you can actually understand how to, you know, value your money and have a a business opportunity or something like that. So, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. A couple more questions for you. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Do you believe? Because I read books like, um, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad things like that, and he really talks about uh creating a stream of income passive income uh but you know most of the time that uh and i can speak for myself and my family when you get into a financial bind your first mind is to go out and get another part-time job mm-hmm. uh, what's your thoughts on that because that's is i feel like that time is more expensive than that change yep. i'll be bringing in Yep. So it all depends on what sector of business that you're trying to get into. You got to understand your audience. You got to understand how to market. And you got to understand that it's going to pay. You have to pay for marketing and advertising and all that good stuff. So you got to value all, you got to put all those things in 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 accord so you can actually budget out. Because I think a lot of times when we want to start a business, we got to start budgeting the whole complete picture. And understanding that and actually knowing how to take your stats and understanding how many people have you related to talk to and stuff like that. Because 
All right. In the seven days. All right. How many people have you contacted about your business? How many people have you uh, really reached out? Um, how many people have reached back out to you? Have you did any follow ups with that person to actually see what they want from you? Uh, what kind of customer service that you have? Because at the end of the day, whatever product or service that you have, it does not matter. It's all about how you relate a message to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're right about that. And uh, a personal question of my own, uh, man, how much, in your opinion, would a uh, how much would an individual, let's say they have a spouse and one kid, what's a reasonable salary? If they say, I want to get out of Mississippi, I want to live in L.A. What's a reasonable <laughs> salary? <laughs> hey, this is, hey, now, uh, you know what I'm saying? $30,000 in Mississippi would be like, what, $60,000 almost? Yeah, I would say you got to, I would say you had to look at the price of living in the next year, I mean, in the next, I mean, like, let's look, we got to look at the price of living as well as the wages. Now, um, on average in America, on average, it's uh, $7.25, I think $7.25, $7.50. That's the average across the United States. But it's different states that give you a little bit more. Now, here in California, our average salary is $15 an hour. So you can, you can know that you know, you paying for, I mean, you get 15, but the price of living is a little bit more expensive. Living in a one bedroom apartment out here on average in a pretty decent neighborhood can run you 15, 1700 dollars. All right. Just living in a decent one. And that's about 600, 700 square foot at the most. Now, if you want a two bedroom, you may you may can get it under 2000, but you're going to be stretching. But you can't. Now, if you so that's just the price of living. And, you know, it all depends on what type of lifestyle that you want and, you know, what what are, you, what are your expectations? So I will always say, you know, value and always look at, you know, what is what is the pros and cons of where you're trying to go to. And I understand that Mississippi is not one of the big, I mean, the best states because of, you know, it's still stagnant in in a lot of areas. You know, it's one of the lowest paying states in the union. Um, that in Louisiana, but it's okay uh, because it's a retired state for the most part. So I can see why a lot of millennials are moving out and venturing out to other cities and states. Um, I always look at some of the biggest cities that's going on, that's really going on. And I know that um, Austin, Texas is like number one um, city right now, as well as uh, somewhere, I mean, a lot of places in North Carolina are uh, booming up as well in the top 10, top 15 area. Colorado, one of the Colorado, I think Colorado Springs is like three or four. So like, yeah, I would really say you really want to do your research. Okay, whatever job I have, what can I transfer there? If I'm transferring to that job or do I have ownership of, uh, you know, if I'm going to get a business out there, what am I doing? How am I going to move out there? And then, you know, seeing uh, what's the what is the most that you can pretty much make or what's the least that you can make. And start factoring those things out because you want to know, you know, if you're going to be trying to get a house or you're going to get an apartment or you're going to get a condo, you know, understand your lifestyle. You know, are, are you going to drive out there? Are you fly out there? How are you going to move your stuff? So I think I think you need to really break everything down and put that in consideration. Because I don't want you to just jump in and think you're going to move without doing the right, uh, you know, the right steps because you right. need to know, you know, all those things because those are very important to understand. Yeah, facts. Y'all listen to this man. Do proper research. Don't 
don't think you're gonna be making fifty thousand living like a Kardashian out there because it ain't gonna happen. Cause I'm telling you right now. <laughs> uh, what's some websites, man, or some resources that people need to know about that they can reach out to start getting educated on uh, a few of these topics? Uh, definitely, um, I can just put my website in the chat or whatnot. But I do have my website. It's on my um, on my Instagram as well as uh, just you can just DM me. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook as well as Instagram. I'm always open to actually get this education. It's free. I give free consolation. I also give a, a free uh, needs analysis so you can understand where you are and I can really break down to see where you want to get to. So wherever you are and understanding where you want to get to. What I'm saying is I can really break down to see if you want a college fund for your kids, whatever you may want to have or whatever you may need. If you want a tax-free retirement or something like that, whatever it may need, because we understand, understand that we work. But do you really want a tax-free uh, distribution of money or do you want something that's going to be taxed later on in life? Because these are some things that we need to understand because taxes is really uh, something that we always looking at. I know uh, a lot of memes and everything was circulating because of the Biden or if uh, Trump was going to be there. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> we want that Trump tax plan, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all. But you know, the rich people don't understand. I mean, the rich people understand how taxes work. We don't. Right. You got to understand. It's, it's three ways. It's three levels of understanding how taxes work. You have things that's taxed now. You have things that's taxed later then you have things that's never taxed, all right? And things that's never taxed are what most of the rich people do. Smart, man. I'm trying to be in that number. You hear me? Keep <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the City Podcast, man. We appreciate this, King, brother. Hey, man, I salute you and what you're doing, brother. Keep pushing. Keep being positive. You got people like me that's looking at you, man, and uh, we really take heed to what you say. We need more brothers like you. So I'm glad that you was able to get on our platform, man. And uh, I'm glad that I was able to provide another platform for you, bro. Keep on pushing, man. For real. And uh, y'all, y'all go out there and support this brother as well. Any last words, my king? Man, I'm thankful for this opportunity. I'm very thankful for everybody that's listening. And I'm luckily, uh, luckily he picked me, man. Just little old me. <laughs> no, no, man. You the truth with it. And uh, hopefully this won't be the last time and uh, we'll eventually get to meet in person as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, y'all definitely check him out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Key to the City Podcast, man. It's been another great one. I hope y'all learned something. He dropped some gems on us today. Uh, he is Daryl Ono. Y'all go follow him at DA the Gold. And uh, you can follow your boy Y-O-N-I underscore G-Way, Yoni G-Way. And, of course, Katie to the City Podcast, man. We appreciate y'all. Peace and blessings. We love y'all. All All right, peace, King. Till next time, boss. Yes, sir. All right, man.